Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got an interesting show in store for you today, actually covering a topic I haven't quite covered on the show before, I don't think. Um, So I'm really happy to, to have my guest on, and we will get to her in just a moment. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham to kick off the show. So let's get started. First, from the universe. Always, it's the one with a certain and definite dream who boldly steps into the uncertain and indefinite, who goes the farthest and throws the best after parties. Toga, toga, toga. (laughs) The universe. Ooh, I love when the universe throws parties. It's always so much fun. So uh, (laughs) what the universe is talking about here, the one with a certain indefinite dream who boldly steps into the uncertain and indefinite. So often we forget that the importance of really being clear with what it is we want to create in our life, whether it's around money, relationships, uh, friendships, community, uh, health, wealth, whatever it's around, we, we sometimes feel that, well, if I just have this sort of general goal, I want better health. Well, that's not really very specific, very certain. And the interesting thing is, is that the more we come up with a very specific measurable goal, and a goal, as they say, is just a dream with a date put on it. um, The more clear we are, it, it does several things. 
first, it, it lines up our energy much more definitively with what it is we want to create. Secondly, it, it lets the universe, the world around us know, like, this is really what I want to bring into my life. And, and so the universe likes specifics because you may say something like, well, I'd like to have some more money. And you found a $5 bill in the street. But if you said, well, I want to be making, I want to bring $10,000 a month into my account, that's a very different thing. But the other thing that it does on a very sort of practical, physical level is it lines up our nervous system and that unconscious part of our brain to lean us in the direction that we want to go. So that when we're focusing on something very specific and we, we, we kind of line up, like not just, oh, I would like to be a little healthier, but maybe it's, and, and maybe it's not about like, I want to lose 10 pounds, but, but maybe it's something like I want to do 20 sit-ups a day or, or 50 push-ups or whatever chin-ups, or I want to run, you know, three miles a day or go for a five mile walk, whatever it is, you make it definitive. And then your, your, your whole nervous system lines up with it. And then you're more likely to move in that direction. But when it's something nebulous, something uncertain, something kind of vague, then our nervous system doesn't have anything to really grasp on and hold on to. And then we don't really know, you know, it's kind of difficult to move forward. Now, sometimes we don't like to make things so definite because then we're accountable. Then it's very obvious whether we make it or not. And that's that jump into the uncertain, especially when it's something we've never done before. You know, maybe it's a new relationship, a new type of relationship. Maybe it's, uh, maybe we want to leave our job and we want to, to be our own boss. There's so many aspects to it that... When, when we just, you know, have to take that leap into something that we've never done before, it, it, it's nerve wracking, it turns our stomach. But when we have that very definite dream on the other side of it, we're more likely than not to actually get there. Doesn't mean we always will. Hey, look, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we quote unquote fail. And we learn a lot more from our failures than we do from our successes. So failure is not a bad thing. But it's taking that leap into the unknown that moves us forward, that causes us to grow, that brings us to new experiences in life. So something to keep in mind that, that being more definite, being more clear, yet the willingness to just leap and to move forward and to try something we've never done before. It's so important with life. Okay. Let's go to the toga party with the universe. Okay. What's next? Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Ooh, this is a good one. What is a bad thing anyway? A bad thing is something that is different from what I want. Who gets to decide what the bad thing is? <coughs> Excuse me. Jerry and Esther watched the mother bird lay her eggs in the nest, and then the neighbor's cat ate the baby bird. Esther said, bad cat, 
And the cat said, good bird, Abraham. I, I, I really love this quote from Abraham. I've never seen this one before. Um, because it really points out that in nature, there really doesn't exist this concept of good and bad. This judgment that something is right and something is wrong. Things are just the way they are. And what we have decided to label good or bad for ourselves are merely the things that either line up with what we desire or don't. Either they help us to feel more expansive. They help us to feel better in our own skin, in, in our own life, or they don't. And just because something doesn't feel good for us, doesn't mean it doesn't feel good for somebody else. So what we might consider bad for us might be wonderful for someone else. And so this whole concept of good and bad, now look, I'm, I'm not saying like there should be anarchy and we should just go out and do whatever we want. I'm a big believer in do no harm um, and, and that we don't have a right to impose um, ourselves onto somebody else, I believe, in, in boundaries. Yet, when we're judging things, especially like situations and, and things that happen to us, we're so easy to jump into that judgment of, oh, this is good or this is bad. And we don't really have a clear perspective on it. And in the moment, it may seem one way, but then over the long term, we may have a totally different idea around it. So that is true for so much in life. And what Abraham is saying here and using just a very simple example, right? A, a baby is born in the wild and it could be anything, a bird, a raccoon, a, a, a bear cub, a, a little fuzzy creature, whatever you want, a cat, a dog. And then a predator may come along and that's its prey and it grabs it. Like a coyote will come maybe and grab a pup and then bring it home to its lair to feed its babies. So we may feel sad for the dog that lost its puppy, but then what about the pups that the coyote has? It, it, it's, it's, what I'm trying to say is that it, it, things are not so cut and dry. Things are not so black and white. And indeed, even the concept of things being quote unquote black and white totally misses the mark of how there is not just multiple shades of gray. There are multiple colors of the rainbow. There is so much to life. And, and what was acceptable 100 or 500 years ago is completely different today. And what's acceptable today, 500 years from now, could be completely different. So if we can maybe refrain from using those words, good and bad, in terms of judging something, and perhaps more use something like, well, it feels right to me, or it supports what I'm trying to do, or it's moving me in the direction that I want to move, or I feel it's moving the community in the direction that better serves and supports us. 
again, I'm, I'm not trying to be a quote unquote snowflake here. I'm just trying to say that things are very relative. And, and when we remove the judgment from things, we remove that separation. And then sometimes we, we have this tendency to judge other people who think or act differently than us. And then we miss an opportunity, perhaps, to bring a wider perspective to our world. So I'm always a believer in, in expanding our perspective instead of contracting it. So I like ideas that help us to really expand the way we see the world and our life. Because in my limited experience, when we expand the way we see the world, it serves us in ways we could not have imagined. So let, let's expand our view and go to that toga party with the universe. All right, two wonderful, excellent Fantastic quotes of the day. I think rather apropos uh, for my guest, who I will introduce to you now. And I'm very thrilled uh, to have KD on the show today. And, and, and Kamala Davy McClure is a mystic muse mentor and author. Uh, KD, um, for short, goes by the pronouns they and them, and is a pansexual, genderqueer art activist. KD has authored seven books. Um, they've starred on Showtime's reality TV series, Polyamory, Married and Dating, and been featured on Dr. Drew, Tyra Banks, and the award-winning documentary, Sex Magic. For almost 20 years of teaching Tantra, sacred sexuality, and temple arts around the world, Katie lives by the ocean with her husband and son, where they are on a virtual book tour for their two new books, Sex Shamans, and the other book is 52 Fridays, and it is my pleasure to welcome Katie to the show today. Um, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Katie. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really touched by your opening exploration Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's it's so funny because the quotes of the day are, are, are always the quotes for that day. They're, they're, they were come to my inbox that morning, yet somehow they always seem to fit with whatever the topic or theme for the show is that day so perfectly. It's just like a verbal tarot card. So <laughs> I often, you know, in my morning practice, will pull a few cards of divination and it's, you know, you're, it's, communicating with the universe as you said <laughs> absolutely did, did you pull a card this morning i'm curious what you pulled you woke me up so darn early <laughs> we have a bit of a time change uh here in san diego to your yes. new york um but i will after the deck after our um talk and i want to share that what touched me about your even your interpretation right is that this widening of perspectives beyond mm the black and white beyond the good and bad. And that really is at the heart of what Tantra is, mm. is going beyond, beyond the duality. So I was, I was touched by that. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Well, I, 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 we're going to take a quick break first, but then when we come back, I want to sort of get into your background and sort of how you, what was your journey like to get to be this person that you are today involved with the things you are, because it's not that common. I, I don't believe, I mean, I've been doing the show 10 and a half years, but I don't believe I've had a Tantra teacher 
on my show yet, but I actually have another Tantra teacher coming on later in the year. Um, so I'm, I guess starting a new theme, although we have touched upon uh, polyamory and alternative relationships in the show, because um, I've had this wonderful filmmaker, um, uh, Roger Nygaard, who created a film called The Truth About Marriage. And so he, 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 uh, got into sort of various kinds of marriage. So we talked about that on the show, but we haven't delved into Tantra. So I, I'm looking forward to talking about that and learning more about your, your story during the show. Okay, Katie? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern <laughs> to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And uh, we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I see uh, loyal listener Patty on the Facebook Live. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I, I really want to be clear about this. Anyone listening on the Facebook Live, if you have comments or questions, please post them in the comment section of the video. We'll, we will get to them today. So KD, I'm, I'm just curious because... You know, it's not so typical to find somebody who's uh, a, 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 a tantra teacher, a, a queer art activist, um, who's an author of, of the kinds of books that you're the author of. I'm curious, was this something that you recognized sort of early in life, that, that a kind of a direction you leaned in, or was it more something that developed later on? My coming out actually at the time I thought I was lesbian mm -hmm. was before my quinceanera. So for those of you who don't know the Latin culture, I was 15 years old when I recognized my sexuality is not like the other kids in the class. Ah, okay. Yeah. And so I thought I was lesbian because I didn't have any options. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't right. know that bisexual, you know, at that time uh, it was, are you gay? Are you straight? You know, and right. that was it. And so that set me on a journey of, of what is this mysterious force called sexuality mm -hmm. and, and the identity that tends to form itself around how sexual energy moves, um, which is a constant, you know, from high school to, you know, the whole exploration. I think many of us do in college. Of, okay, mm. well, what is, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have these stories of these three, you know, college threesomes or, or kissing or the same sex. And so I, I went through a lot of that exploration and it wasn't until I lived in Hawaii that wow. I had a full-blown Kundalini awakening. And oh. that was an experience of, you know, I'm, I'm, dancing under the stars and I'm having this like ecstatic uh, opening to the universe and this bolt comes through my body and I genuinely have the experience of letting go of all identity all sense of self and becoming one with the universe mm. is um a wonderful initiation into any labels, any identities that we put on to who we truly are is are all illusions. And, and was this just sort of a random thing or were you engaged in some kind of ecstatic dance or some shamanic ceremony or something? So, yes, for those two years, I was exploring uh, polyamory, tantra, kink uh, uh -huh. and and so I was, I was in a primed state and I was also at a Tahitian drumming ceremony with a Sengali master. So oh, the wow. energies were just really big. And during that ecstatic dance, <laughs> I had this mm. communion that lasted for, you know, weeks, weeks of ecstatic, like, really? I, I can't find the walls, you know, where, where uh. is the, where do I end and the, the rest of the universe began. Um, and it set me on a journey for like, okay, now having this direct experience, mm -hmm. now I'm interested in the books and the teachers and who can support me in sequencing this kind uh, of a revelation. And that set me on a kind of a world tour of who and where to study with and um, lots of ashrams and uh, uh, queer community centers and 
So, I mean, you, you, it sounds like you, you studied a lot of different things. Like you really, you know, tried to find what really supported you the most. And so you went across many traditions, many disciplines. What had you kind of settle in on Tantra and sacred sexuality? So it's a, it's a good question. I want to kind of uh, unpack the premise a bit. Okay. There's, so Tantra, there's many different lineages and, and right. the sacred sexuality. Um, the premise, I guess, is that people think of this like, you know, Buddhist, Tibetan, or even, you know, there's different kinds of tantras in India that have been of a Gupta, you know, place where tantra comes from. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in California. I'm a California girl. <laughs> I'm so interested in what were they doing in feudalistic Tibet? You know, it's like I'm right. interested in what will support the life force being in its full expression in any and all environments. And so that's part of the translineage study is me looking at different cultures that like, well, what, what are the various practices that are um, uh, synergistic that are mm -hmm. similar? So I'm not, I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not going deep with one root lineage. Instead, I'm more interested in what's evolving and what's emergent from all the different roots. I see. Um, and so sacred sexuality and Tantra are often interchangeable. And mm -hmm. I, you know, so I'm, I'm not, I want to demystify it and empower people that we can experience and study like sacred sexuality now without going back into deep history. And right. there's a lot of best practices and, and wonderful teachers throughout history whose shoulders we stand on. Right. Got you. So it's, it's, it's more like uh, doing a, uh, what do they call it? Like a survey class of like many different lineages and finding what's the commonality that resonates in today's world and what really serves in this awakening and supporting you in integrating that awakening into daily life. Yeah. So the, wis the various wisdom traditions often will have certain teachings that are so similar because they're universal. And right. they're eternal. And it's like, right. that totally applies today. And other wisdom, many wisdom traditions also have idiosyncratic superstitions that were right. specific to those cultures. And we can let those go. Right. So do you consider yourself, like, a, do you primarily follow one tradition primarily? Or do you consider, like, what you teach and what you do now kind of like your own thing. I mean, similar, like I know a lot of energy healers who will study Reiki and then they'll study many other forms of energy healing. But then if you ask them what they do, it's hard to describe because it's a combination of many different modalities. Sure. So what I teach is how to support, how to um, awaken, you know, the individual or the group that I'm working with to their full expression. Mm -hmm. And their background might be Reiki or, or it might be Christianity or it might be. And it's like, how do you use your lineage, your teachers, your gifts to empower you mm -hmm. um, and to let go of all of the false notions of who you think you are? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm not, you know, I happen to have a deep Hindu 
background. You know, the name Kamala Devi is uh, from the Shivananda order. And uh. I'm not teaching, you know, South, South uh, Indian yoga anymore, although I did for 15 years. Oh. Um, but I bring that, you know, that lineage to my practice because that happens to be my, my portal. You know, that's, right, that's right, the, right, the right. your entryway. Yeah. yeah. And so I want to support people in, in how to empower, how to, mm, whatever gifts and gurus they've had to take the best from that in a way that empowers their inner guru as opposed to giving me any of their power or any of their past teachers. Um, because right. that's really what the world, when we say we're, wake, we're here to wake up the world, it's like, hey, it's time for us to become sovereign, time for us right. to become the highest, holiest link to our highest power, as opposed to giving our power away to the politicians and the various leaders that will tell us that they know better than we do about, right. you know, what's what, good for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've heard that phrase many times from many different teachers that the time for gurus is past and that now it's time for us to be our own gurus. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, um, before we get to our next break, was there anything with, with what you do now, is there anything that you personally found particularly confronting for you in this tradition? A lot of things are confronting you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, just because it sounds like you came from sort of a very, you know, alternative background to begin with. So many people might think like, oh, sure, it's easy for her. Like, I'm, I'm just a normal person, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I don't think coming out in the 80s as, you know, because I'm yeah. not like like in a conservative community, I don't think that's easy for anybody. Right, absolutely. Um, but then not even that, like when I had to come out and I said, wait, I'm not really lesbian. You know, when I was in, it was after college, I fell in love with a man. Uh, and I said, I'm going to move in with this man that I'm in love with. I had to let go of my entire lesbian community, my identity, my uh, everyone, just to be bisexual, you know, yeah. at that time. And at every step, every time we kind of, redefine oh this is who i am there's a letting go of who we thought we were and that's mm -hmm. a, a type of a death a dissolving mm -hmm. you know yeah. and, and continual letting go of who we think we are is ego death after ego death and can be really mm -hmm. painful and they and mm -hmm. it, it comes with not just loss of community but friendships and support and also a loss of of the known wow i knew that world right what, what's beyond that right and now we're getting into the uncertain and indefinite right <laughs> all right great well thank you um all right i would like to when we come back from this break talk a little bit about what tantra is and what it isn't and what sacred sexuality is and isn't because sometimes i think people have a wrong conception about what these things are really all about and and how do they really serve people today in in in, in not just a physical manner, but in a spiritual manner as well, okay? Wonderful. Excellent. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc. Oh, and don't forget, if you know somebody who's looking to start their own podcast, their own show, we're always looking for new hosts here. Just have them email me at sam at talkradio.nyc, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to 
Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking today with Kamala Devi McClure. Did I get that right? Yes. Um, uh, so KD, uh, uh, KD for short, um, what, what, is, uh, what isn't Tantra? Like, what do you find that, like, when most people hear people talk about Tantra and sacred sexuality, like, what is the impression most people have that's absolutely wrong? <laughs> the cliche is, you know, Sting having sex for five hours, nine hours, or whatever the story is. The right. urban legend about Sting's sex life is so. <laughs> so, Tantra is it's a path towards enlightenment, and it's one that includes, uh, but is not exclusive to, sexuality. And so where we have many um, spiritual paths that are ascendant and Mm -hmm. they, it's like, oh, I'm going to transcend the body and become one with all that is that transcendent path is, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful path to experience oneness, but it's not uh, descending into the body so that we can bring all of our senses with us. And Tantra in its, you know, most basic form is a, uh, embodied spiritual path towards enlightenment. 
And that's the most general, you know, the statement I can make, which is why we've found it, you know, not across cultures. There's so many different types of tantras throughout history. Uh, And the, I think, fixation on sex, which is like, you know, then people think tantra is just sexuality, uh, is where they they go off the path and, and get it wrong, because tantra is really about all of life. Right, right. And um, and it's interesting that you talk about descending into the body because it's something that I, I'm seeing more teachers lately talking about. And it's something that like years ago, I used to study with an, a spiritual ascension teacher. And while the idea kind of really appealed to me, like life here, you know, can be sucky and there can be problems. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to leave this place? And, but it's like, But then I remember that there are mediums and psychics that I've spoken to who say that like the spirits on the other side are like laughing at us when it comes to that attitude because they all can't wait to get to be born because there's all kinds of things that we can experience in a physical body that you can't experience when you're purely in spirit. And so this idea that to me that, that I find coming out more and more is the idea of we're supposed to ground into the physical more of the spiritual, not um, deny the physical for the sake of being purely spiritual. Right. So it's both and, you know, I, I find that the true Tantra is both ascending and descending. It's Mm. like, you know, awakening matter with spirit and, you know, spirit becoming matter. Like a lot of the manifestation Mm. teachings that you offer are about how to bring things into form from thought first into form. And that's also, you know, a direction of, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would, I would make the distinction that sacred sexuality um, is, and I think it's a, a fair and important movement for people to say, okay, like, I don't care about this whole enlightenment, or I don't want to do, you know, like, I'm not interested in all of life. I just really want to delve into sex, you know, sex, Mm -hmm. healing sex, because we live in a cultural, like groundwater that's so shame filled and sex negative that in order to reclaim it, let me put a lot of attention practice energy on sacred sexuality which is re-sanctifying you know the life force energy that has been debased by our mother father church state teachings you know wherever we mm-hmm. get those cultural you know messages that sex is dirty or wrong we right. genuinely have this whole field of study now sacred sexuality which is like hey let's reclaim this let's heal the shame let's mm-hmm. come now into alignment with sex is what creates life and it reconnects us with our creator and there's nothing wrong with pleasure right <laughs> that's right so pleasure is a, a pathway yes know, to reclaim it, is that why perhaps the, the the field of tantra is becoming more popular today than ever before i mean it seems like while it's still i wouldn't consider it mainstream it still seems like it's it's much i'm coming across it much more i'm coming across tantra teachers much more and it feels like there are just more people being open to it in that direction it it, you know i i don't know um cause and effect it's like definitely happening and opening and awakening in the same way that you know alternative relationships are now an option Um, so i i don't actually uh 
have a clear answer for why that is, but I do feel there's a readiness and an evolution where people, mm. you know, and I also, I also feel that with the healing, like as people are evolving on the planet, that there's a, a, a movement towards what's more natural, like, and what's more whole, a general mm. movement towards wholeness and sacred sexuality is part of that wholeness. Right. Right. Yeah, th- there does seem to be more of a uh, awareness or, or openness to the idea of looking at things on a holistic level, looking at every aspect of life, not just one aspect. Like if there's a problem with our health, it's not just about fixing that one symptom. It's like what's going on with our lifestyle, what's going on with our attitudes and our energy towards everything. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what brought about, and now you've written seven books. What was the first book you wrote? First book was don't drink the punch. And it's sort of this commentary on a sexual cult. (laughs) And Ah. um, as I mentioned, I've been through lots of ashrams and initiations, Uh but it is very much that theme. We are our own inner gurus and how dangerous Ah. it is to give our power over to someone. someone else. Yeah. Right. Right. And and what is uh, I just want to talk a little bit about your two new books. What is Sex Shamans about? So this uh, ah. recent book, Sex Shamans, is actually a collection. I have twenty different healers and teachers, and you know, witches and wizards, and and uh, you know, I've got everything from midwife to a runway model who oh. had these awakenings um, mm-hmm. and that their life is, you know, they're dedicating their life to awaken other people's sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so I'm all, like, just as you asked me at the beginning of this interview, I have been asking people like, wow, this amazing teacher who I admire very much, how did you get there? What happened in your life to wake mm-hmm. you up? And, and so this is kind of a gritty, juicy story, their personal narratives, um, uh, so that if you read the book and you read a collection of 20 different stories, you may recognize that, wow, maybe my story, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's aspects or, or Easter eggs in my own personal narrative that leads me towards more of a sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I noticed the cover is, uh, looks like something familiar right behind you. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's the Kundalini symbol, right? That is. Yeah. And, and what's uh 52 Fridays about? So this book is a collection of fantasies and, uh. um, this is more a poly kinky tantric love story between two, Uh, lesbian oriented lovers who have uh, beloved male other partners Um, Uh, and every Friday they get together and they explore their sexuality in every unimaginable way Um, Mm. and it comes with the depth of how does one navigate so many relationships and jealousy and negotiate various scenes and Mm. um, so it is very much a fantasy but like everything I write uh, it has an educational, you know, hopefully by the end of it, you're enlightened to, Hey, let's do relationship a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. So to speaking of that, I, I would love to talk a little bit about sort of the, 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 the flowering of alternative relationships and, and how, uh, I mean, you were on this series, polyamory, married and dating, how that is becoming also 
more uh, in in the the public kind of you you're starting to see that crop up i i know um you know we i as i mentioned before we we had um Roger Nygaard, who's been on the show, who who we, we touched upon it a little bit in, in his episode, but I'm also um, seeing even people like Esther Perel, who's a very well-known uh, psychologist talking about uh, relationships and how we come to things. Um, um, do you see, uh, well, I mean, being in California, I think is probably a little bit different than being in New York, but what what do you feel about these this uh, uh, opening to these alternative kinds of relationships, let's call them. First, I want to say New York has an enormous open relationship community, and it's yes, in a it very does. abundant, wonderful place to explore uh, alternatives to monogamy. And so what I'm seeing as a trend, and again, I've been on this path for 20 years, so I've gotten to be right at the, I would say, you know, when our show came out right around that time, it was like, okay, this is no longer just a fad. This isn't just like in the 60s where it's like, oh, there's a little free love thing. It's like, no, actually, the the ground of cultural conversation has shifted around uh, monogamy is a choice and an option. Mm-hmm. And it's not the only one, whereas before it's like, this is the only way and the default. Right. So. I genuinely feel that there's a, again, a wholeness because part of our biology as both Esther Perel and, you know, Christopher Ryan and sex at dawn would say, Mm. we have immense evidence that shows that uh, animals, including humans (laughs) have, you know, this, this immense capacity for um, bonding with multiple partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel that it's a wholeness. It's like, okay, what's the truth? And, and I also feel that it is a choice for different people. Uh, There's different arrangements that are best. And, you know, there is no one way to do open relationship either. You know, it's like, I happen to have a husband of almost 20 years and we have about a dozen other lovers that some of which we share, most of which know each other, some of which we don't, you know, like that's how we're doing it. But Mm -hmm. for other people, it's just super simple. It's three people completely committed, nobody else, you know, there's, there's just all kinds of iterations. And ultimately what it comes down to is, are you being true to your heart, to who you are and what, and and what's the truth of those relationships? It's not for someone else to tell you what it should look like. Yeah. I, I realize that th- these kinds of discussions are getting more and more in the mainstream when there was an article, and I forget what whether it was in the New Yorker or the New York Times or like one of the you know pretty standard mainstream papers, th- there was an article titled, um, What is Ethical Non-Monogamy and, and Why You Should Care? Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, eth- eth- ethical non-monogamy, it's like in the mainstream. So that, that really kind of opened things to me. Um, I, I, and I would love to come to a house party at your place sometime. <laughs> you guys must have great when you bring everyone together. All right, um, time for us to take our last break. When we come back, perhaps you can give our audience some advice if they want to start to learn or explore. Like, what would you... Uh, give somebody as an advice who who's just going to start dipping their toe in this path and and start to learn about 
the Temple Arts, as it's called. Wonderful. Okay. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour has been Kamala Devi McClure, and we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking with Kamala Devi McClure, author of the books Sex Shamans and 52 Fridays, all about Tantra, sacred, sacred sexuality, and what's also known as the Temple Arts. Um, and so, uh, first of all, I have to ask you, why is it known as the Temple Arts? And then let's get into maybe some advice for our audience of how to dip their toe in the water, so to speak. Probably heard the mantra, my body is my temple. And so as these body temples, when we're awakening ourselves, what we're, what we're essentially doing is bringing heaven to earth. The temple arts is the practice of bringing heaven to earth through, you know, the senses in the, in the physical realm. And, and so I'm a faculty member of the international school of temple arts. And we, travel and offer immersive retreats and trainings, mostly around sexual shamanism. Mm. Uh, and there, which is similar, you know, it's kind of adjacent to the conversation we've been having about Tantra and sacred sexuality. But, you know, when I contemplate what's the best advice for the people that are 
wanting to start on this path? You know, it's such a unique question to the individual. Where are they on their path and what's their next step? But so I'm looking, you know, kind of widening my perspective and saying, well, what's the most general thing I could give that's really powerful? That's my cat, by the way, in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Always wanting to chime in. Um, You know, so I feel into your magnetism, Sam, as you teach, you know, as a conscious consultant, you're often teaching people how to and reminding something that's very natural is like, okay, well, what are you creating? What are you um, intending? Right. Mm -hmm. I would ask people to really look at their love life and their sex life and, and ask, well, what is it that I'm really wanting? Like what would be the wildest dream that would be most freeing to me? Mm. And then I would ask them to say, why? Like, why do I want that? Because maybe it's like, ooh, like, like you were teasing. I'd love to come to one of the orgies at your house party, right? <laughs> why? Why? Really, what does that give you? Um, because ultimately, when we follow that thread, it's, I want a sense of maybe it's uh, potency or connection or to be in the oceanic or to be, you know, what is the uh, the the frequency that you're wanting to feel um, and then to follow that, to let that be your teacher. Okay. So I have this, this wild like desire and it's pulling me in that direction. How do I have conversations that put me in that state? How do I accept invitations that bring up those feelings for me how do i and and to really truly follow like let that be your guide on your path is okay what will allow me to feel you know whether it's potency that you want or maybe it's tenderness and sensitivity and softness like what is it that you're longing for let that guide you my cat has a lot to say about this. I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, that feline energy just yeah. wants to uh, come yeah. up here. Um, where do you see things going from here for people interested in, in Tantra, sex, shamanism, sacred sexuality? Does it feel like it's going to continue to grow and be a more vibrant part of society or, or does it? Yeah, there's no, there's no going back. We have totally turned this page. I mean, I have to say like, I'm overwhelmed with the response and the interest and the conversations. Like I can be in grocery stores and, you know, strike (laughs) up conversations with people. It's a, it's a total sea change. And Mm. so, yeah, this is, this is just growing. And I genuinely encourage people to find their, their tribe, their teachers, their, you know, who are your people in this journey? Like who can you connect with and expand the conversation with? It's so important to do it, not just at home alone, listening to radio shows and reading books, but to say, let's, let's put our bodies together. Let's explore mm-hmm. this. Let's see what, you know, what downloads we can uh, directly experience um, because it's not just theory. It really, mm. it really has to happen in all of the senses, you know, right. and, and, and right. it's a direct path. And, and 
I'm curious, given that, and in case anyone's wondering why we're having this conversation today, it's because, of course, Sunday is Valentine's Day. So, right, this is the month where everyone talks about relationships. Um, but during this time of the pandemic and of dealing with things like COVID, relationships have been a little bit more difficult to navigate than before. And and I'm curious, like now that people are sort of in, in a way spending more time with their closest partners and and sort of we don't feel quite as safe to go out and meet new people and hopefully you know as as things develop you know things will get better and we will be able to go out but but what advice would you have towards people just around relationships in general even if they're it's just a monogamous relationship about the intimacy within relationships our relationships are reflections you know of our own uh, relationship to self and so as we whatever judgments you have on your partner, whatever desires you have for them, say way more about the work that you need to do (laughs) in your own yard than theirs. Um, And and so, you know, there is, there's a bit of a story and I kind of want to call it out this idea that, Oh, with the pandemic relationships are harder. I've heard that. It's not just you. Mm -hmm. They're actually also deeper and richer and more real. The fact that a lot of people have had to been locked down with their beloveds, it's like, okay, now the stuff that we need to work on is arising or wow, how sweet and intimate. We get even more time around each other when we're usually too busy. Right. And for those of you that are in lockdown alone, it's like you're with the beloved, the deepest mm-hmm. work. That's the graduate school work. Okay. Now I really get to see my own inner demons as well as angels. <laughs> So yeah, uh, it, 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 with Valentine's coming up, my bottom line message is, you know, that doing the self-work and the self-love is going to expand any relationship more than anything you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the most important relationship we have is the relationship with ourself. And when that relationship is solid and right, then our other relationships are going to be much, much better. So, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time and getting up early on this Thursday to come on the show today. I really appreciate you. If people want to learn more about your work or get in touch with you, how how would they find you? KamalaDevi.com. I'd love to stay in touch to send you a monthly newsletter and um, and some free gifts. KamalaDevi.com. Yeah, absolutely. And that's K-A-M-A-L-A-D-E-V-I.com. All right. Thank you so much, Kamala. Have a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's Day with all of your beloveds. And uh, thank you for doing the work that you do. I I really sense a certain level of maturity with the approach you take that you don't always find with people in this, uh, uh, you know, in, in these, uh, uh, this particular teachings. Um, so to me, that that's the most important thing is to bring that level of of maturity, of of not honoring, of of serious, not seriousness, but but taking it seriously. You know, we don't want to take ourselves too seriously, but but there's certain practices that we really want to treat sacredly. I guess is the the word I would like to use. So so thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Blessings. 
And thank all of you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in today. Um, please stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Ken Foster's show, Voices of Courage, followed later today by Graham Dobbin and his show, uh, The Mind Behind Leadership. And of course, our tomorrow from 10 a.m. Eastern to 2 p.m., our whole block of business shows on talkradio.nyc. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you all next week. listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.